Hello and welcome to MotoGP Mac, where MotoGP fans congregate and fanboys fear to tread. How you doing, folks? We got extra. We got extra players on the on the site today. Uh, we got um, CB up here in the right top right, and we have our longtime uh, player over here on the bottom is uh, God. I what the hell? What? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. you change yeah. your name? Is it Gas Four? Is it Gas Three? Oh, I I just have two accounts. Uh, same 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 person. Just, yeah. just two devices. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I hope you're subscribed yeah. on both. Yeah, you know I am. Double abuse for you. Boom. That's it. How are you doing anyway, Jakey Poo? Oh, hunky dory. Good. Good stuff. Dory. Welcome, yeah. CB and so Gas. For, um, a lithium it's battery. Going. God, you what? The lithium batteries, um, they can stick them up a dog's butt. Uh, they, they save what two pounds on a battery, right? But mm -hmm. when it gets cold, they, 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 they lose their juice instantly. It's like duh, 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 duh. it just goes right out. It's kind of, it, it's, so it's kind of like humans. It's when they get yeah, old, exactly, they lose yeah. their juice. You yeah. know, yeah, yeah. So you guide yeah. fifty. You know what I mean? We're well, done. That, that's okay. what you get now, Jake. Now for new tech, huh? They yeah. the old school lead acid battery. You know, that no, can be no. said for sticking to the old yeah, school all regulations. Day. You know? All day, and you got Then you got the lithium battery. You got to get a, a, a. It's the opposite of a lead based battery. You got to get a big charger, right? Don't get them ones that that say they can do both. Because they don't work, they they, right. they just end up chewing up the chewing up the battery. It's, oh, well, anyway, anyhow, first world problems, huh, Jake? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so I suppose testing. Well, we're doing this on a Sunday, so testing is actually happening as we speak and as people are actually hearing this. So I suppose we'll have a have a kind of a chat, I suppose, about each manufacturer. What do you think of? Um, of what you've seen so far from them, what you expect, um, and sure we'll we'll go from there. So, I think we'll start off with uh, with, with Ducati. You know, yeah, been really interesting to see some of the stuff that they've come out with. Um, I'm I am intrigued about how they've blended the two versions of the aerodynamics that they were running last year. You know, the side winglets, the downward downward ducks. That Peko and Martin were running on the, the the final version of the GP23, which are very different to the initial version of the GP23. I don't know did you actually check that out uh, from earlier pictures, but the curve at the bottom of the intake of the downward duct, I would reckon, is about two inches bigger than 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 the first one. Um, and then if you remember at the start of the year on the Pramac bikes, they were running the, I call it the bloated belly pan yeah. with the, with the rail. And now they've, they've combined that, which is, I get it on a, on a, on a technical thing, on a practical thing, fucking bike falls over. It's a joke. Yeah. How many points of downforce is that losing? Does that immediately make the bike unrideable? No, and I get it, right? The bike can fall over. You're probably 10, 15 seconds behind. Your race is probably over, all right. But, you know, there's still that battle for to get to the top 10, bag a few points, 
and I feel with that that it's going to be down. But I'd definitely love to know each of your thoughts on what you think of the Ducati side arrow. Let's oh. go first. I'll, I'll take a stab at it. Um, <laughs> as far as the crash damage goes, you know, even when they were just running big wings out there and they were getting snapped off, they could still ride, and they said that they could feel a difference. But they, I mean, I mean, they lost a tenth or two, but it wasn't it wasn't the end of the world. So I mean, they're 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 going to get more exotic, and it it is what it is. But I, I still don't. You know, unless the fairing gets ripped off, you know, it's not, I don't think it's going to be that big of a difference than it is now. A tweaked handlebar or, a, you know, a snap shifter or foot peg is going to be bigger consequence. So, right. you know, but, but as far as the work they're doing, it's, it's amazing. You know, if you, you really you look at what they're doing, they're, they're, they're playing a lot with, with uh, the air pressure coming from different angles and just, um, th- creating vortexes to, to create port pressure pockets on top and, you know, accelerating air into the right places. And, you know, you, you look at the shape and roll it over onto its side and you can see what they're thinking there is it's not just a front front attack angle only, you know, the, mm. the amount of development that Ducati has put in is, is, is staggering. And, um, they're they're so far ahead of everyone else except you know maybe aprilia but aprilia has gone a completely different direction and i don't i don't think they they've quite paid off 100 percent yet but um i think they're doing some really good stuff over there but yeah ducati's just so far ahead that i it's i mean everyone else is essentially just copying them at this point and i mean they're they're just a year ahead so what what i mean what do you say yeah, the spoils. I can't say, can't say, give them hell for being good. That's what irritates the shit out of me. Somebody says, "Well, they're really good. They should do." I had somebody. They should take only, only do Ducati and take all their stuff off and put it until the other Japanese win. I said, "What? They're not allowed to win now? You know, just because you're good, you're not allowed to win. Screw that." But um, um, they were going I, like Aprilia is going more. Like I said, Stay I with Ducati there now, yeah, but we we get CB's thoughts into it there too, Jake. Yeah. Uh, I don't have much. I was just going to say that I think they're it's a little over the top. Um, I think from what Marquez was saying that uh, the bike's weak point is, or, uh, weak point is uh, turning. So, I mean, if that's going to help them turn the bike, yeah, but if it's just to – you know, make the bike more, I guess, aerodynamic as far as a slipstream or anything else. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe they just have that extra, you know, uh, resource to engineer it a little bit more, and they're just trying to try different things. But, um, yeah, that, I think they just need to focus on turning the bike. You know, if that's going to help them do that, then it makes sense. But if it's anything outside of that, I don't know. Mm-hmm. You got to watch, you gotta watch uh, Marquez, though, because Marquez has an axe to grind. I'm a Marquez fan. But he'd rather have absolutely nothing on there as to where it's just him, you know, the, yeah. a rider and, and, and a wheel. Okay. He doesn't want yeah, like yeah. Look, I'm, on there. Mar- so I want everything off. After, so mm-hmm. you know, I want it down to like, you know, you know, he, yeah. he has that in his head, you know. Yeah, so, well look, Mark has already Mark has already said come out publicly and said about that his kind of dislike for, for arrow and and stuff like that. Which is look, again, it's Arrow is not. Talking about, you don't know what's been said. How do you mean? 
There's a, there's like twelve sites. There's one guy that, that literally. No, no, no. The, Mark did genuinely come out. I don't, yeah. I don't report bullshit, so we can, yeah. we, yeah. we, 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 we can agree on that. Uh, but no, he he did definitely come out and say, officially did come out and say that you know, like he, he's not really a fan of Arrow. He thinks it's gone a little bit too far. But look, and again, each writer to their own, right? Um, back back to what CB said with the Arrow on the Ducati. Um, it's actually doing the opposite of what what you would like to see the the it's, it's generating a lot of down down force and grip pushing the bike into the ground which is going to give you good ex acceleration and good stability but actually is going to punish you on the maneuverability making the bike harder to turn right so um that's that's what you know the ducati has gone you know a lot of grip a lot of acceleration a lot of just raw speed where you look at some of the other brands, you know, the Yamaha, the Aprilia's, you know, they're they got good chassis, they got good maneuverability, but they're missing that grip to launch them out of the corner. And you know, uh, yeah. so. and what Mark, Mark what Mark has said about the the weak point of the GP twenty three, and remember this guys, right? Is exactly what Peko said earlier on in in twenty twenty three that you know the bike is hard to turn, and then. The bike is like a light switch. Do you know what I mean? You have grip, you have grip, you have grip, gone. Do you know what I mean? And that's probably what what Mark is feeling on it. And remember, as as I mentioned, um, they're on the mid season GP twenty three. They're not on the final version that was in uh, Valencia. So they're not on. We would call it end of year spec or Valencia spec, right? They're not on that spec. They're on that previous uh, spec which I find very, very weird, if I'm very honest, that they have those four that far behind, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Uh, you would think that they would have started this year on the end of season. Now, is that... It's, it's availability of parts, I think, Mac. They, they had a lot of parts for the 23, and then they came out with some new ones that they strapped on at the end for the big dogs, but they didn't they didn't manufacture enough of those and they're just burning awesome. through what's there and you know when the time comes to build new stuff they'll go to the later spec but i, I think they're burning inventory i i i, I would agree with you for day one yeah once it's made gas though i would think that you're gonna hammer it out just like any other part no like they like they what they would like what gas is saying is is right you know they would have had a couple like I would have, I would believe they would have spared twenty. Let's just call it a, a spec, which is the first version of the twenty threes. They right. would have had spare versions of those, um, but they would not have too many spares of the B spec, which is the Valencia spec ones. Because remember, at the start, at, on day one, Peco, um, Peco Bassanini um, did have the. Um, the the Valencia spec out, and so did Martin. Martin was the only one that kind of went into day three with that spec. So, I would have thought when Peco and them were happy to move off, that they would have, how would I say, pushed the bikes down the garage. Do you know what I mean? To say, okay, here's here's your spec. Now, I do believe that Basecki did try the arrow with the bigger ducks, um, and I think that was because he was struggling more so than than anything else um but it, it will be interesting to see at qatar will they just stick with the 24s from now on rather than flip-flopping 
And like that's my concern for for Jorge Martin. He got on it. He didn't like it. He was told to persist. He started to like it. Um, you know, if he comes uh, out again on the twenty three, I will be worried. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I well, think he, it. He he won't be the um the the whole thing of swapping back to the twenty three was just to get a feel for the bike and for him to say you know this is what I want this is this is the feeling I'm yeah. looking for in the twenty four and then they 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 he's going on the twenty four they it was it was just him um I as as asking of, for something and, and I hundred percent agree with you except it. the fact for day three like day three of of a three day test into the season. You're you should be on the twenty four. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You should yeah. okay. You should have your back to backs done, and it's like a full day of like, how do I tweak this? Like every session that he went right out on the twenty three. In my view, he was losing time for the twenty four setup. Sure, right. I, mean? I guess he was. I get. I get it. He was back to backing something, but that means to me they were behind on their program. Yeah, yeah, for or, sure. Or, he he or, was not he was not happy, and um, you yeah. know, compared compared to you know the Beast or Bagnaya, they they were both you know they were both. And he's feeling done that before, way. though. He's done that before. We had to push him into the next into the next. Uh, yeah, prototype. yeah. You know what I mean, going from one to the next. He's done that before. He said, "Ah, let me stay with the old stuff." And he said, "No, no, no, go, go." Yeah, but, and listen, look, it, it's it's a right like there's there's two sort of writers out there in the world, right? There's the Cal Crutchlow type of I have to have everything that's the latest spec, brand new, and this, that, and the other. Yeah. And then there's the other type of writer, which is like I'm in the zone. I can make the difference. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But what? Yeah. But what? And I, I would kind of, I, I would kind of call that the Marquez spec. Give Definitely. me what I'm used to, what I'm comfortable, yes. what I can predict, yes. and let me let me do my job, right? Do you know what I mean? And make it work. Yep. I gotta love that. Do you know what I mean? That sort of writer is like fuck it, like Joe. You know, uh, make use of 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 what you have. But yeah, I, I, like that too, in a way. Hmm? You know, Pecco can seem like he likes to stay once he gets a feel of something. He likes to stay with the same thing. Yeah. Now the twenty-four bike is much more related to the twenty-two than the twenty-three. Right? And Pecco said that you know that he can feel the front of the twenty-four bike like the twenty-two bike again. So it's dangerous, right? <laughs> you know, like. Um, and, uh, remember that Bastianini absolutely loved the twenty-two and had no he, he no never, favor he never, for the twenty-three, so he's going to be he dangerous never, this year. Bastianini never rode the twenty-two. I was going to say, what was he on? Because he was with uh, Grassini, so that's a year. A was it a year he behind? Was on a twenty-one with twenty-two fairings. All right. Yeah. yeah, and that's one of the things I actually always commend Ducati for, right? And I know Ducati were. Uh, we're giving shit over the eight bikes and this, that, and the other, right? Like in last year's fight for the championship, if they were really, really, really worried about Martin winning the championship over over Peco or a, a satellite bike winning the championship over the factory mm -hmm. bike, you can be guaranteed Martin would have been on the A spec Ducati. They would not have given him the same nuts and bolts. Launch system. As oh well. yeah, you're right. They, they wouldn't have. And when Vastinini was having his good year in 2022, 
they gave him an awful lot of like they gave him the new swing arm for the 22 they gave him all the 22 arrow but he was on a 21 bike they even so, gave him the same amount of engineers well sorry let's sorry i'll rephrase that he was on a 21 engine right because they could change the chassis and and, and whatever right so but they gave him as much tools to fight with Peko as yeah. as it could, and I I have to commend that because like I for me I just like if they really wanted the factory team and the factory team only to win, they wouldn't. They just wouldn't. Like it's just well, they, it's they've like, come out. They've come out and said it. We're we're not going to keep anyone from beating anybody. Your Ducati rider, your Ducati rider, don't crash the other guy out. But you can beat him, and yeah, they give so everyone too. equal chance and you know respect to that. Yeah, I think so too. I think so too. Um, Aprilia. Let's talk about Aprilia. They did just did their launch today. Um, it's quite interesting. The color scheme of 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 the launch today is. I actually think it's probably my nicest or the nicest looking bike color scheme out there. If I'm honest. Um, but yeah, I, I, I definitely think the Batmobile. They're very far ahead on their what they're trying to do. Um, it's really, really interesting how how from the very bottom of the the belly pan, they're trying to bring the air up under behind the rider's leg, energize a rear diffuser to suck the back of the bike down. It's it just now even though they have a fucking big mechanical spring. Which is the rear right height device pulling that bike down in the middle of the corners? They're trying to energize to push that bike. It's just, it's Formula One level. It's, uh, it's the, the angle, the angle of the push. You know, the the spring can only push in one ger- direction, and then when you're banked over, that direction is no no longer parallel to the ground. So you want the forces pushing from the side of the bike down. Right. So um, that's that's where that that extra arrow coming over the back is really going to pay off. Yeah. Now I think. Yeah, I, but I just think with, with what they're doing. Like they have, so they have the front, sorry, so they have the front um, wheel fairing at, let's just call it, at the bottom, feeding into that, but they still haven't fixed the the overheating issue. It's bearable, but the riders are still, and it's such a fundamental fucking, like, I'm just like, why would you overheat the the only major thing on the bike that can be overheated. Do you know what I mean? Like metal, <laughs> metal can take a little bit of overheating. Do you know what I mean? Raise yeah. a person's body temperature by five degrees, they're fucked. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It doesn't. I, I just sense. assumed they, they hit it already when you said it. I'm like, don't they have that done already? Come, to, I know they had the problem, but Christ, you step on that. You know, you get nope. it done right away. Yeah, yeah, and like. You know, it, it's a fundamental flaw. They, now I get it. They're 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 trying to clear up their air streams. They don't want a hot air exiting, but that air has to go somewhere. It can't go up into the rider, which it is still doing. Um, now, the El Capitan does look very good on it, which is a very very worrying thing. Do you know what I mean? Because 
Aleish is a very, very good writer, but he is certainly no alien. No. And and he's getting up there. He is. He's been up there. Yeah, but it's he's the only one that's getting on with the bike with the yeah. new bike, and that's the worrying thing is that for me they're that they're not going to break that glass ceiling and like getting an odd race win here and there is great. Mm-hmm. Get me wrong, but they need someone that's there every week. Yeah, that's that's what uh, I didn't want to get into the writers. I didn't know if we were going to take that route, but I think that's their weakness. You know, outside of <clears throat> the mechanical aspects is Alesh, um is I think he's all over the place. It's like he's good one one race and then he's um having issues with other people and even in the in the crew. And then um I think Maverick was saying that he was struggling as well. So it's like who who's gonna who's gonna really take control of this thing and push it forward? You know, I would love to see them battling with Ducati, you know, at the top. Yep. You know, every race almost, yep. but it's like that's not happening. So I don't know. Yeah, yeah they I, do. Back and I've been saying they need a, a alien for what two, three years now. Yeah, I just I, think they're. I, I guess. I was going to say I think they're both really good riders, but they're both a little emotionally unstable, if you will. So on their right day, they're almost unbeatable, but on a, they have so many off days because they're so easy to upset that they um. They're just not consistent. Are they fast on the right day? They're they're some of the fastest riders out there. Don't don't dismiss them. I mean, you see them when they have a good day. They have a great day. They're just they're just so inconsistent, and I, I think that's a, a mental weakness more than anything. Honestly, yeah, you don't yeah. win it the day. Yeah, but I, I agree with you. I, I I think it's a lot a lot a lot of where our way brilliant where they need to be is, is is due to riders um the other thing is the bike right and with so much aero going on with within that bike that bike i could i would say is incredibly sensitive do you know what i, I mean think most sensitive I think set up on on the grid and the temperature the the tarmac the humidity that bike um everything air pressure everything you know if you get and, a crosswind or something yeah, yeah, you yeah know. But like even even if even if the density of the air is different, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Or if it changes, or all of a sudden it cools down by five degrees, massive impact window compared to others. Now, look, it it will affect everyone, right? But um, and for me, then when I look at it, it's like because the Aprilia is so good at turning, uh, it can tend to run lines like Yamaha. And it needs to run lines like Yamaha, right? And it doesn't have that grunt to get out of a corner that the other V4s have. So therefore, they have to take that line. And when they get into battling with someone, it's very, very hard for them to pass. You know, they can get up there. They can get half a wheel behind someone. Yeah. But then it's all on the brakes, right? And we know now with with Aero, people go so much later into the corners, you know, that they're they're not making the dent that they yeah. could possibly do on a bike without aero. So let's, let's say where it's just a, a Marky Marquez doing a fucking Hail Mary up the inside. Do you know what I mean? Where that can't be done now anymore. And, you know, there's certain risks that, as well that come with that. You know, you with, with the aero, you don't want to fucking damage your aero because that could potentially end your race. Do you know what I mean? So it's, yeah. it, it, it's, 
it's a very Arrow frustrating team. Make, Arrow does not allow you to make the underpowered bike in a draft pass. You know, you used to have a slower bike and make that big mm -hmm. draft pass. You know, and, and used to well, they're trying. No, yeah, it's still the, the the bikes. The bikes still do create a weak, and there's still a pocket of air that you can slip. I'm saying it's not like it used to be. It used to have, have more of a pocket of air where you go. Uh, no, you you, you you do you do you see because they haven't. No team has yet solved the dirty air off the back of the rider. The minute they solve that, the minute that is solved, it will make it incredibly hard to pass. But they still haven't. And you can see Aprilia are still working on it. Now, Aprilia, in my view, are the closest to to it. You know, and they're the ones that are they're definitely looking to work that air off the back of the riders. Like I can I can see um I can see Aprilia now starting to work with helmet manufacturers of their riders to create fin throw uh wings off the back of their helmets. Now look wings on the back of helmets is nothing new i have two different types of wings that i can put onto my agv depending on what sort of flow that i want to create when i when i'm racing that's nothing new but i can see where that's going to be coming into effect to start to get that because as soon as they connect that rear because if you can imagine the air that comes off the back of the over the rider creates a, a drag vortex right right if they can smoothen that off, they're fucking money. Like, that's an extra five, ten kilometers an hour, 100% yeah. down the fucking thing. Do you know what I mean? And so, you, you, they, it's not just the helmets, it's, it's going to be the leathers, too. You know, right now, exactly. it's, just, it's just the hump. But how, how long the hump, before the hump, uh, normally, the hump is normally protected by that fin? Yeah. So, yeah. it kind of so comes off. So it comes yeah. off that fin and it, miss, it goes over the hump. So it connects down into. But once they connect that, that is going to be the game changer within it because that's going to take away the biggest drag point on any bike. Yeah. Wings on the rider's back of their leathers. Just wait, wait. It has for been it. done. It has <laughs> been done. It has been done. But like, I think overall, I think we're all kind of in agreement with Aprilia is, is they're nearly there. They just need that alien, you know, and but they still do, in my view, need work to do on that engine that engine needs to be able to have the grunt out of the corners yeah. because they're riding nearly yamaha lines they're not true v4 lines they're not in be it and out it's kind of a longer curve and when by the way with the with the prelude, it seems to be almost it, it's not as much as the horsepower area as their as the power band area they don't seem to have the same power band Think, well, it's more horsepower, so. really. It's more, it is more horsepower. It's just. Oh, it is. I think yeah, some it, of it's the grunt out of the corners too. You know, being able to get the power to the ground sooner, just you know, better acceleration gives you a higher the trap speed. Speeds are there. The trap speeds are there, but the but like I said, the, you're right. The grunts not, just ain't there. Yeah, but we we'll never we'll I will never ever ever trust the. Um, a trap speed, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not doing the testing, that's for sure. Shit, but um, yeah, doesn't make a corner. If we just move, if they move the traps back a hundred meters, it, it changes things a lot. It's all about where they put that. Yeah, speed yeah. And look, as I as I mentioned about Yamaha, right? Yamaha were up there last year in Sepang too, right? But um, the thing in testing is we don't know. Did they make that corner? <laughs> you know, you can go. 
I keep the pipe on. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going to set a record. You know what I mean? It's good for the media. Now, yes. let, let's talk about top speed on your fastest lap. Now we're 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 into it, right? And obviously, that data doesn't come out. But um, now, now we, we would have it. But look, as I suppose, as we're segued somewhat into Yamaha, let's talk about the, the blue machines. I I don't know. Um, firstly, I think Bartoloni has been a godsend, and you know the initial reports that have come out about Yamaha is is that he is. Uh, he's touched places that haven't been touched in years, um, which is That's kind of a, a really weird <laughs> comment to be making, but you know, <laughs> slightly creepy. Uh, yeah. But I think, you know, what I saw from them from the from the Sepang test, uh, and when I saw the first in, initial days, the riders coming out, and, and I get it, but I was like. I saw the old version and I was like, oh, for fuck's sake, like the, the, the tail is the same. The swing arm is similar. And I was like, OK, maybe they're working on the engine. Maybe they're thing. And then Crutchlow came out with um, with the newer version. OK, the rear wing, same rear, rear wing as Valencia, uh, th- same downward ducks, front wing. Aprilia style from two from two years ago, you know, and I was just, I was immediately unimpressed with, okay, you've been working since November, it is now February, and this is what you've produced, you know. Yeah, uh, I remember you were steamed. Hmm? You were steamed when you saw that. You were like, God yeah, yeah, yeah. It, 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 but it, for me, it's like 2021. Do you know what I mean? We're now beginning of 2024. You know, the downward ducts, do they understand what's going on? Yes, Bartoloni understands it, right? He was vehicle dynamics in, in, in Ducati, right? Very, very close to Gigi. Knows how the, the, the Ducati works, let's just call it intimately. Do you know what I mean? Uh, yes, he's only there a couple of months. I think it was December first he could start. I'm not hundred percent sure. Maybe it was thirty first. But again, you know, I expect a lot out of Yamaha this year in the in the the way of catching up. The top speed looked okay. Do you know what I mean? On average, right? Not um, because if you do look at um, the timing. And if you're watching specific laps, it will give you the top speed on a lap that they've done, but then that disappears. <laughs> so you have to be quite quick to catch it. Um, and the speeds looked okay. Do you know what I mean? They didn't look massively thing, but I, I'm very worried that the, the bike itself, it's probably maybe 21, late, late 21, early 22. Showed me in the arrow. Now, they are using an external team to do their arrow. It's it's been done in Europe, which is a godsend as well. Right. Show what I mean. It's like bolted on. If it falls off, we'll just make it. We'll we'll three D print another one and go again. You know. Um. I think. I think their rider pairing. They couldn't have a stronger rider pairing for the season. Yes. Um. I am really really interested to see. The internal battle with 
Rins and um, with Fabio. I think Rins is going to give Fabio an incredible run for his money. Uh, I was super impressed at the test. I think three tenths off, just getting used to riding a bike in the first yeah. proper few days of testing is outstanding in my view it means to me and if i was fabio quadraro i'd be very fucking worried because it means to me that rins has already clicked with that bike yeah yeah you know he'll find those three tenths of a second no no problem to him yeah i thought he, i thought he'd be at least six tenths seven tenths off right from the jump street but he wasn't yeah you know we we know we know fabio's fast you know, yeah. there, there's no doubt in Fabio's riding technique. Uh, so we know Fabio's fast, and the fact that he was he was that close to him that that soon. Yeah, and Fabio's fast, and he knows the bike inside now. Yeah, so it's definitely get your box your your box of popcorn because I think I think Fabio could be spitting dummies and stuff quite a lot this year, especially when he feels the pressure of rings. And we we all saw how he how he reacted. When Marbs beat him that year, do you know what I mean? He wasn't a fucking happy bunny that he wasn't the golden child. You know, yeah, and and, by the way, it's coming up that he's looking again for uh, other teams. Yeah, but he's he's openly said that Yamaha op- no that I am talking to other teams. That's like that's standard, like like especially with the fact that, <laughs> that it is end of season. Everyone is out of what sorry, majority of major players are out of contract at the end of the season. Of course he's fucking talking to everyone, do you know? Yeah. Um, I don't know. He's scaring me. I think he's checked out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, he practically has on the back of his letters. It says, you know, for hire, we'll work. Yeah, we'll work. We'll work for food. Yep. <laughs> work we'll for ride. Right. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah. Because that's the only factory he actually wants to talk to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought he wanted to talk. Look, I thought he was talking to um, Aprilia. He is. I, I, he sure he is talking to. Be, he, that, that, that's not what he wants. <laughs> he is, he is talking to every team, including Yamaha. Like, let's be fair. Like, I would think like Yamaha have have committed to a new engine upgrade at mid year. So that means the engine they decide on, which they they have decided on their engine spec. They have decided on their aero spec after three. Well, they would have had five days, five days of testing, maybe six. So they have decided on this. So I think, like when they go to Qatar, I think they're going to be working an awful lot on race setup and 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 such, because um, they're already locked in. They're going to be running the the rear wing, the downward ducks. They're not going to be running the 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 upper side fairings. Is my understanding. And they're going to be running the Aprilia type front wing. Now they do have another; they can change their aero upgrades. They have two aero upgrades throughout the year, and they have unlimited engine updates in the way of. So what? They start. They technically they could start in the first race, seal two engines, go maybe another two races, and they could bring a brand new spec engine, seal those. Yeah, if but they as want. much as we all, we all of us here have a sentimental liking to the inline four, we all know it's it's kind of run its course two years ago, you know, for development. So what do you do? I mean, that's kind of a. The, I feel for Yamaha having an up. I feel for them having an uphill battle, but they should have started two years ago at least. You know, 
of going to a V4 when we said they should have went to a V4 years ago. Yeah, yeah. Look, look. It's it it it, it, it was it's not the right time to to make that drastic change when there's when the regulations are, are the same. You you don't yeah, it's right. Hard. It's hard. To yeah. Hard. So when you change the regulations, that's the time. If you're going to make that level of of, of change. That's the time to to really make it. For me, I think it's going to be more interesting for, to see the rider battle in Yamaha this year than the than the actual development of Yamaha. I think I think they're going to be a little bit slow and conservative, which is my has been my absolute fear. Like they need not to be blowing up engines, but like. They need to be bringing different aero specs to every race. They need to be bringing at least one update to every Grand Prix in the season. And I'm not, I'm not convinced Yamaha are going to do that. Do you know what I mean? I think there's going to be a couple of races, then an update, a couple of races, and then an update. I think they should just go balls to the wall, throw the dice. You know what I mean? Look at it. Uh, right look, to the edge. Right. Until that end is screaming at him. Please leave me alone. Yeah, but listen, look, Jake, we we know we all know that the first six months of twenty twenty four have already been planned in in twenty twenty three. Do you know what I mean? There's yeah. it, it, so operational planning happened six months ago for, for what's yeah. gonna happen in the six months. So uh, it is a pity. KTM this is a team that I'm really excited to see. You know, a little bit underwhelmed with what they brought aero wise uh, to the Sepang test. Um, Jack Miller, I did do believe, did an awful lot of work. But my understanding is is that they haven't signed off the engine spec or the aero that they're going to use for the start of the season, which is interesting, but also tells me they're way behind on where they want to go. Now, I hundred percent get that if you know everything of what you want to do before the final day of testing is done, then you're probably already behind. It's not that, you're, that you've got things right and that you're perfect. Uh, so that, that's another thing that worries me about Yamaha. Um, but I suppose where, where I am expecting is, is to see some aero updates from them. Um, and I do expect to see Jack and Brad sp specifically doing a lot of engine work on day one, day two, then focusing on the aero and deciding the aero package. What do you think of KTM? I guess. Oh, KTM, they, they, they look good. Um, I like the, uh, the front wheel guards. The, they, they, they brought three different variants and, uh, <laughs> I know, I know you loved it. <laughs> um, I, I think they'll probably go for the one with the wide oval scoop that isn't, you know, that that looks very similar to the older one, but still ha has some some aerodynamic function there. And um, yeah, the the KTM's look good. Lots lots of wings. I mean, they um they they've been drinking the Red Bull, you know, they're they're they're, they're ready. Um, yeah, I, I, I like the work that they do. I think KTM's got a lot of potential. I think they, they do a lot of prototyping. They have a lot of ideas. I think that they, they more than any other factory, try more things and throw more ideas at it and move more quickly than everyone else. So, you know, for some of the other factories not having their final spec in place, 
by by this test is is a big deal but for ktm i think that that's almost normal operations they um they they want to make sure they they have all the information available before making the final decision they still want to try a few more things i i, I wouldn't say they're back on their back foot bender tipped his hand that they, they got some things to bring that they haven't showed yet and um and that's another big part of it is he said that they they haven't brought they didn't bring the whole package just the pain so yeah, they, always, you know, they always bring stuff late it seems to me they, they always be like they're the last of this, this show bringing stuff in yeah they, they they did they have a formula one type mentality of just in time yeah, um yeah. you know and i think that's it's it's really credit to them in, in in my view sometimes to their detriment because they were like especially during uh the 22 season they were trying to change three or four things every weekend rather than bringing just one possibly two things to try yeah. they were flooding it and then they were getting con confused and i think uh Gidati has been fundamental in that team you know, to 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 smoothen that out especially last year you know they were really they concise last year at all hmm? yeah. They didn't have any testing time. So if you bring something in there late and you want to retweak it, when are you retweaking it? You're retweaking it during a race. But I know? think that, but I think, uh, but I think, I think any, like the Japanese teams struggle with race testing. Do you know what I mean? Where the European teams are very much so stronger and they accept that, you know, we could bring this wing, it could fucking break and we're stuck back to the old one, but we're going to bring it anyway, right? And we're going to see, and we're going to find out whether it works. Mm-hmm. You know, and if it breaks or fails, or if the data is shit, we might have wasted an hour, but now we know. Right. Whereas, kind of in the in the Japanese, it would have been much slower process of let's put it in an air in a wind tunnel. Let's let's make sure that the wing won't break. And, and the European mentality is well, we think we've engineered it correctly. Yeah. If it falls off or breaks, then we look at why it broke. <laughs> Did you yeah. know what I mean? We have the sensors on the bike, but yeah. See, so no, what you think of KTM? They're just not. They're well. We've said it a thousand times. They're just not good at innovation when they're doing something. Well, let's not know that, like that. Innovation is completely separate to race test mentality, right? Innovation is. I know, uh, I know, but I'm just saying. You, you know what I mean? And that's the, that's the problem because I do believe, and I've seen, and we'll talk about Honda in a minute, but they they do have some very weird innovations on their bike. But they're rapidly bringing these out now, and so, and this is why I said a couple of weeks ago on a project why I believe Honda might finish ahead of Yamaha is because they'll throw the fucking book at it. They will, in my view, and we'll talk about it in a bit. But anyway, see well, you what you think of, of, a, of a KTM. Um, I think they're a wild card team. Um, and you know, as you mentioned with the development, I mean, you have. In a wind tunnel, which is not actual, you know, real world data, and then you have, you know, the track, which is as that's as real as it's gonna get. You know, when you're actually right. moving around that track and gathering that data, and uh, I think that's better. Just to hey, go on the track, run it. Let's see what the numbers are. Whatever, let's tweak it here, here tweak it there, rather yes. than spending time and money in a a, a room that's you know, not a real environment, air pressure, like you mentioned, wind, all that stuff. So I think it's just a wild card. And I, I feel like they're not, they're not, uh, I don't, I think Bender and they're and Jack, they're just not, uh, 
you know, gelled to the bike. And I think that's holding them back. The same thing as Aprilia. It's like a wow, they're not gelling, you know, because they're inconsistent. So that that kind of like raises something in my mind that they're just not it's it's like that yeah. extra step. I to, get you. And I, mm-hmm. I and I don't think you're far off the mark with with the riders, I think. But the the big thing that what we're forgetting here is a is a thing called CFD, right? Or computer fluid dynamics, right? And that can so they have let's just take the lap of Austria, right? So they have a lap of suspension data, engine data, chassis. Let's just call it chassis data, engine data, aero data, right? So they can put that into plot that into a computer, right? And they can control with the CFD the angle that the bike is at. They could control the 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 external things then like wind pressure, air pressure, and they can get a fairly good understanding. And this is again is about their their testing and development. Now Aprilia are very good at this and so are Ducati, right? But they can turn around and they can kind of predict in a certain condition, this is how this arrow should function, right? They then go to the wind tunnel, which they are developing now towards bikes. So they might have a full-scale bike, but they can lean that bike over to 63 degrees on a rolling road, okay? And then recreate that. And they could correlate from the CFD, which they would design it on first, and then into the wind tunnel, and then out onto track. But where they're really looking for the correlation is between the CFD and the track. And if they can correlate that correctly, that is the the money, money thing, right? Because if the engineers are going to come to you and say, well, and it's kind of ironic on on the side of the, is it the Aprilia? The Aprilia, yeah, you can see sticking out is like a little ridge up the top kind of like just above the rider's foot there's two ridges and they're trying to they're trying to seal off the the overspill of air and if they can do that they're creating more suction or downforce by doing it ktm have probably one of the best aerodynamic companies helping them to to do that with red bull right they are definitely thought leaders in in aero. You can you can see it by their Formula One cars. So for me, when I look at it, I still think I still think Binder is an alien, but I think he needs another two years or or so. I think he needs that last level of confidence. I don't know what it is, but there's just something missing to. I think he's like ninety percent alien because if, yeah. if he's going to be full alien, he'd have done it by now. I'm yeah, sorry. well, look, there, there's, there, there, there is the Mark Marquez things come in and blow, the, kick the doors off it, right? Like, but then there's the Fabio oh, Quartararo oh, ones that, oh, that, that are, but Fab, like you look at Fabio, right? Who is a true alien? Did nothing special, all the way up. Like I, if I saw him in Moto Two. You don't think Fabio is a true alien? No, we. I said he is a true alien. Oh, okay. But, okay. but in his Moto three and Moto two years, didn't look very special. Something, something changed in him when he came to uh, Moto GP. Some it was like a light switch. 
with all. Yeah. And that's what I say with Binder. It was something the next two years are going to be critical for him because it's either going to happen mm. or it's not. You know what I mean? And I think I think he's and if it doesn't, like KTM are very fucking bullish. They're like 2024 is our year. We're going to win it, you know. And they said that last year, so I'm holding them to it. Uh, so I think I think it's kind of a kind of very interesting to see where KTM will end up. I do expect a lot out of them in the next uh, Qatar tests. But I suppose onto the big dog, the one that uh, most will get upset with us about uh, yeah. uh, Honda. Now I did take a bit of flack that I said that the color scheme is starting to grow on me so i had a conversation with sleepwalker uh and he's like did you see it and i was like yes it looks like a child has designed the the new honda now i was looking at small pictures of it in to be fair um and then ghost rider was on to me and he said oh i said it's terrible he said no i thought i think it looks good then i started looking at it uh, at home and I think the bit that I really like is that there's naked carbon fiber on the bike, and I think you cannot. You're about the black and white, the, the black and the white. Bottom of the belly pan is actually there, like there is the Repsol sticker, but there, it's actually pure carbon. You can you can see the weaves yeah. in it. And for me, look, I just like if I could have them all racing in in just pure carbon and a couple of white stickers, I would. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's that's just a thing. Um, that's just temporary, isn't it? Huh? No, no, no. They did their launch livery during the week as well. Um, really? And yeah, there's a very, there's very small bits of Repsol, a color on it, but it's mainly the Honda uh, Corporation Racing Corporation colors, which is, I get, but look, it's an iconic livery that's gone, um, in my view. Uh, but I suppose Honda, I do commend Honda. I think they're they've hired European engineers. That's a good thing. Um, they have copied everyone on the grid and <laughs> trying to understand the stuff that they're doing. Um, I wish Yamaha would have done the same. Um, and they're rapidly changing things on the fly. And you can see it with different winglets, different things. And you're like going, okay, you know, you're willing to race test which is good right. you know uh they have the extra concessions we won't really talk about those but yeah, you know me... they're for me they're ra- they're making more right noises than yamaha and i think I, and where i and this is why i said i i believe honda would would beat yamaha this year is that Barcelona is only getting to work now on yamaha mm-hmm. he has six or eight months before he will make any 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 impact into that with marmoni we saw it he has made upgrades to the the yamaha engine but that took six or eight months like himself and thomas o'kane who is a lovely chap actually lads he's one of the engine guys from i think he's an irishman actually just to say like we rock uh uh so uh but honda for me they have made they have made very good strides, and I know Ducati have got six tenths faster or whatever, and Honda have gained 1.1 seconds on where they were last year, and they were eight tenths. But they've clawed in three tenths of a second. Do you know what I mean? That's a lot. 
I don't care what anyone says. That's a lot to, of a jump. Um, and I was impressed with Mir in the fact that he did gain 1.1 seconds on where he qualified. And remember, Sepang was only three months, four months ago now, maybe five months ago. Do you know what I mean? So it's not a long, long time to make a jump. 1.1 seconds is a lot to make in five months. If Yamaha could do that, would be unreal. If KTM or King Aprilia no. could do that, then yeah. Ducati would be in an awful lot of shit. Yeah, you, it's a big jump to make, and and I have to be fair and say, you know, that deserves so kudos. You know, Yamaha haven't made such a big jump in that. So, and I think the riders that they have, the only weak link in the riders that I see is Taka. You know, near near Tack is there to get press for you know for Japan. Uh, I know uh, it's uh, marketing. Uh, yeah, no, it, just it, do a kamikaze lap, right? and so they uh, no no he, no he, he, uh, you know he, he's there he's there because he's Japanese, right? The Indomitsu bike yeah. is a Japanese bike, right? Um, but I think Mir, I think Mir is going to have a different confidence level this year, um, because he can feel the front. I think Marini has a massive opportunity. Like he's gone into into Honda. He's he's replacing their god rider. You know, he's on a two year contract. The bike is definitely not as bad as it was last year. You know, uh he's a meticulous rider that doesn't leave things uncovered. You know, and he has an opportunity to become a number one rider. Like if you look at it. He was number seven, maybe number six in Ducati line. Now he's number two or even number one in Honda's view, right? You have Zarco, who, like Marini, has a fucking deep understanding of Ducati, how the bike works, what are its strong points, what are its weak points. All of those information between the two of those European engineers... You know, I, I do see Honda going to spend a lot of money listening to those engineers and going, okay, like we look at, at look at what they did with Calix. They they got Calix to build them a thing, and then they brought the, the in-house Alex from Calix in to build their frames and whatever for HRC. That was the smart thing to do. That was one of the so, smartest so, things. You know, it's... it's so... I would still, even though Crayfair calls it a Honda chassis, it's a fucking Calic chassis, right? Yes, he took yes. everything he knows inside in that skull. Mm-hmm. That's still Calic's info. <laughs> that's that's my view of it, right? So uh, that's that's still a Calic chassis, even though that it was made in Honda. But I'm interested to see what you, you think what Honda is going to do this test. Maybe what you think of this year. TV. Uh, I think it's like you said, um, they're going to be fighting with uh, Yamaha. And um, like you're saying, um, Marini, uh, I think he's the, the best. They need him. They need him because they're, like you said, they lost Marquez. They need more uh, a direction to go in. And um, I didn't realize, you know, until they... I think Simon said it like he's real meticulous. You know, he spends hours like analyzing data, you know, so they need someone like that to push it forward 
Taka is uh, not that guy. Um, Zarko, he's new, so I don't know. Um, they need a young rider to come in and give them some uh, direction. So The only challenge that I'd have to that is Danny Pedroza is not young, and KTM goes in a great thing, right? So he is an, he is an old head that knows what a good base is, and I think Zarko, in my view is a very very similar type he is he is meticulous he's known he knows ducati's innovations for 2024 he knows what's coming for the early part of that so i yep. think he's he, he's he's like i would see if i'm if i'm honest i would see zarko at the end of this contract being honda's official test writer zarko is the it, it, really if you look at it he is their official test rider because they're they're smart. Honda will use that team, that's that satellite team, as a sacrificial lamb to have them test, do road tests, race testing for the rest of the year. Then no, no, if Honda, no, 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 if Honda are smart, they will use all four riders. Yeah, I was gonna not, say they're not. They know they're not going to win the title. So why, why, you know, the whole thing can be so. I, 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 yeah, but look, guess what you think. I, it's it's a tough one. Uh, Honda's done a lot of work. They've been trying a lot of things. They've got a lot of new personnel. They they've changed a lot of management structure. Um, HRC got taken off its leash. Um, you know, a lot has changed in the past year. Um, lot lot happening behind the scenes that people don't see, and um, so you know, I, I I really really hope all their hard work pays off and all the money they've spent. Uh, comes to fruition and all the people they hired actually work out. But I, I, I see a lot, a lot of potential for Honda in the near future. Um, you know, uh, when Ken came in, they, they really did change. They flipped that, the, the, the whole organization on its head. And, um, mm -hmm. you know, Mark, Mark being gone, I don't think it's a bad thing for them except, uh, from a PR advertising aspect. But as far as having him off the bike, it's actually a good thing. Um, it's a good thing. You're right. And but, uh, I think you know, yeah, I, I think. I'm looking forward to what Marini does. He's he's uh, like CB said, he's young and he has a lot of talent. And you know, may, maybe he can get him the results. You know, Zarco, he's older. He's got a lot of knowledge. Maybe he can really help with the development. Um, you know, I, I I'm curious to see what they do. I think they'll beat Yamaha. Um, I don't think they'll finish in the top 10, though. I would. How much would you put a price on if Honda won a race? Just one race, right? Just one race, right? Without Marquez in the team, you know, because a lot of people now believe because Marquez is gone, that Honda, any chance of Honda. Honda's recovery or back to being back to the front. For me, I'm like that is probably going to be the most valuable piece of PR is that when that Honda crosses the line first without Marquez. Oh God, yes. Because then they'll turn around and say, "See, oh. it was always the bike, it would never Mark." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and that will kick off, and. Is that worth spending three or four hundred million to get back to those? Well, what they're eight tenths, six tenths, seven tenths of a second off. 
Now, look, we haven't seen the full Ducati in full anger yet either, right? So they could still be that one second behind. Um, For Honda, I'd it, say yes. I would Honda, say a lot of... Honda's been beaten in, in, in compar- motorcycle comparison. Yeah, but, look, look, yeah, but look, listen, look, that, that's that's uh, comparisons in, in, in road bikes and, uh, and, and MotoGP. Uh, to the, uh, oh, wait, wait, wait. wait. To, to, to Jake's point here, though, the production bikes and MotoGP... Don't forget that at the Superbike test, we had the MotoGP guys out there on stock production bikes running on the same track as the World Superbikes. And lo and behold, that, that Honda is only half a second slower than, than the Ducati V4S. Half a second. And you can't blame the riders. That's Marini versus Bagnaia. And then if you put Marini versus the four guys between them, there ain't a whole lot between that Ducati and that Honda in stock form. And then these, these are MotoGP riders on, on track, same everything else being equal. So you, you can, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, the, the Honda super bike isn't great, but the road bike is, isn't, can't be all that bad. We're talking about less than half a second to the best road bike. No. So, you know, I suppose, I suppose where we, where we have to be real here, right. As well. Right. Is, I don't know how many uh, CBR, Triple R's that Yeezy or Ducati, Panigale, V4 specials, right? We very rarely see them on the road. So, like, when you look at the stock bike, you know, and what I mean is a stock bike that the ordinary Joe Soap will go and buy off the dealership, right? It's not these 150 grand specials, right? So, um, So, yeah, look... When you're looking on a road bike, there's not a lot of difference, I- even in majority of bikes nowadays. You know, for the average user to use. Yeah, in the, in the CBR Triple R in, um, instance, though, that bike's a lemon. By the way, if anybody yeah. tells you, there are all kinds of problems. I mean, massive problems, overheating. Problems. Yeah, but look, let, let, let's be fair. Like, if I'm going to go away and I'd spend fifty, sixty grand on a on a race bike for the road. Yeah. It's really going to be a track day bike, man. You know, it's 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 going to be designed to be going fast all the time or yeah. stopped. Modern bikes. I mean, what you gonna you gonna keep it in first gear? If you shift <laughs> yeah. to the second, you're committing a felony already. I mean, right. What what's yeah. what, why you ride a, a modern bike on a public road? I mean, what what yeah. They told they sent out a letter to the, the people that bought the bike and said you must you um due to the overheating problem, you know what the fix was to make sure you ride this bike over 55 miles an hour. But that, that but that that really realistically <laughs> comes back. There you go. It, it's meant for the track. It was never it was never track meant focused. to drive on the street. It's a track focused bike. There you go. And, and look that that's that's where I think it, it, it's right. Look, I think I think Hanley have been I'm more surprised with Honda in this test than than anything. I think, you know, for me, if I was to sum up the test, I think I definitely think, um, definitely think the the top three obviously European manufacturers. For me, it will be Ducati, KTM, Aprilia, and I think I I still think Honda, Honda Honda will edge Yamaha over the season. And they could threaten Aprilia if they if 
Aprilia don't figure their shit out, right? And get the riders sorted, you know. Uh, yeah, because, so that's the other bike though, that's the other riders. Yeah, but what I what I what I mean though, right, is that the the Aprilia guys can be so inconsistent and you're yeah. gonna have the likes of Mira and Marini. They might lap half a second slower, but they'll do that lap after lap yeah. after lap after, after lap, right, after yeah. lap after lap after lap. Yeah. They're not major risk take. Well, Mir probably doesn't. He has a front end now, so I think he'll. I think he'll be all right. But they will be consistent at it, and Zarco is a, as well. So yeah. you know, you I think, think they riders can... are going to pull their ass out of the sling, more or less. No, I think, but I think I I, I think. I think they're exactly what Honda need in the fact that they're not aliens. Like Mir is, is kind yeah, of like yeah. Mir, like I know a lot of people said, you know, Mir wasn't a real champion. Look, he he was, right? He fucking won it, right? He scored the amount the most points at the end of the season. Was he a shining star? No, but right, points equal prizes. The most points at the end of the year means you're champion, right? And if anyone disagrees with it, there's a middle finger. You know, he has his world championship, right? He was consistent in that year. The following year after that, he lost the front end field off that Suzuki. He crashed more than Alex Rins in the previous year. Yeah. You know I mean? So for me, when I look at it, if Mir fails the front, he will not be fighting every week for the, for the race win, but he will be consistent like he was in, in 20. Was it 2021, 2020? He will be consistent. So Marini is consistent. Zarco is, he's, Zarco's not a crasher. Zarco is, again, like we saw it, like the hesitation when he was passing Peko uh, in 2021 in the rain. You know, he was seconds faster, but he, he lacks that killer edge to say, fuck it, it's mine. Do you know what I mean? And if I take him down, I'm really sorry. Do you know what I mean? But. I was going for the race win. So for me, I think Honda are, are in, in a lot, in a very good place. They have four bikes of data. Yamaha have two bikes of data. Yamaha have already kind of laid out their their test program of, well, you know, we have all these concessions now. We have loads of testing. And we're going to make one engine update at the middle of the season. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And you're just like... Man, you were given fucking, yeah. you were given this so you could bring a fucking spec change every two or three races. Do you know what I mean? What are you doing? One spec change in the middle That's of the it. season. That's all they're planning to do. You're shitting me. No. Like, like what I said earlier on about Yamaha. Yamaha decided at the end of the last test. Which I can kind of understand what engine spec they're going to run and what aero they're going to run. And this weekend or this week's test is more about dialing the bike in. Get it? Is it too early to decide all of that? I think it is. But what I would be kind of saying is, you know, you're on your 2024 spec. Coming into this, you should be running your final versions. Do you know what I mean? You should have known by the end of that. The direction he wanted to go, but I think they've decided, yeah, that's the aero package we're going to do. And I'm just like, oh my god, it's not like Yamaha doesn't have the money, Yamaha has a bigger budget than Ducati or KTM. Yeah, listen, budgets now are good. I, I think budgets and talk of budgets is actually, I don't even know the budgets anymore. Do you know what I mean? Because you know, it has become such 
a massive, massive marketing tool now that budgets are like you look at you look at Audi's involvement and yeah. when I when I signed the thing for Ducati right just to to register to to get a bike right there was a marketing thing from Audi. Now I understand if at the end of a Ducati thing that that I'm signing that I'm giving my information to Ducati to look at as in you know my email address and whatever to put into their marketing terms but it was also but there was no mention of Ducati on it it was Audi do you know what I mean so a lot of their funding now so when I look at budgets there's car makers now coming into this. And, this <laughs> you know, and KTM has a big budget. KTM's the one, yeah. the next biggest budget. Past the Japanese, it's KTM. I was reading it was a fine. I, I would look, I, look the financial news stuff. So it, it, they're not any bias to them. They're just, you know, facts and figures and numbers. Uh, KTM, um, have the next biggest uh, R&D budget. Okay. Yeah, yeah, but like R and D, but you have to you have to remember, right? The likes of HRC, for example, right? You can no one can actually put a figure on how much MotoGP costs because yeah. it's under HRC, yeah. right? Which within HRC are all the IndyCar functions, the Formula One functions, all of this are all get under the HRC. So any figures that do come out will be little bit of guessing in the wind right we don't hear much about yamaha's budget we hear very little about aprilia's budget but what we do know for aprilia is that there's a a lot of money there from the piaggio group and that they're not so they're happy with the results that they're seeing and they're willing to keep investing all i've heard yeah. is they they're, they're, they're they need invest they need investors but they're willing to keep going that's yeah best. yeah well Revola has said, openly said that that he has failed. He has failed in in getting a title sponsor in and and this that and the other, which is very candid of him to say openly, right? Yeah. But what they're what they're saying, really, though, is the producer saying, "Look, our Piaggio, we're happy to keep funding it. You know what I mean? We see the value. Do you know what I mean? The board is making the right things, the right noises to say, yeah, we're going to keep funding this. So, like, I don't think budgets are ever going to come into it." Where budgets will come into it, though, is the with aero, like the cost of CFD and this and that is going. That's a whole new field that we haven't scratched the surface on yet. Like, and testing is much, much more affordable than wind tunnel testing. Really, you know that you, you buy you buy your million dollar supercomputer, and then it's just about paying the engineer to sit in front of it and run it. With a wind tunnel, you got thirty million in your wind tunnel, and you you got to pay half a dozen guys to run it. So yeah. Yeah. the CFD yeah. testing is much much more affordable, and it really has what twenty guys in that room. I mean, on the flip side, they're talking about putting eight hundred fifty cc engines in there, which will just have to have a whole new bike. So it's like, what the hell are they talking about? You know? Yeah, but look, but look, a lot. I I think now look, the regulations haven't haven't come out for twenty seven, right? But obviously, look, there's there there's the talk of the engine change, the aero change, the right height change. There's, I think they're going to go try and look at trying to make the bikes more s- simpler. But I a hundred percent agree that changing spec of engine, Jesus Christ, is that... is, a, is is a very expensive way of doing it now. 
we would wait and see. Throw one away. What are you gonna do? We'll just throw the whole thing away and start from scratch. Let's but then it. that 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 does come into Yamaha's favor, right? Because everyone is starting at zero. Then yeah, true. Yeah, I think they had to do that because it kind of shuffles the board. You know, every every so many seasons, Ducati is always going to be at the top, and then you're yeah, going to yeah, have yeah. the others follow in line, pretty the, much consistently, yeah, I, right? I suppose the problem the problem for me is 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 actually more of a safety thing with the 850 cc or the 860 cc's than anything else. They already right? did it once before CB, and it was a well. Look, it, 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 it's not even what look like they did it once. It was a flop, right? That doesn't necessarily mean that it'll be a flop again. Maybe lessons were learned, right? <laughs> if you're going to get 850 or 860 cc's, right, it means the bikes are going to go faster through the corner, right? Yep. Riders are, are are already reaching the fence, right? In the current spec with the current speeds. Every, does anyone remember Nikki Hayden in Aragon all those years ago? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Last that was Garner. horrifying. I mean, he 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 went over the wall, still doing sixty miles an hour. I don't understand how he lived. <clears throat> yeah, so. That's that. That's my fundamental problem. And you look at Coda a couple of years ago. Alex Marquez and someone else crashed, and they both touched the wall. Right, and yeah, circuits can move walls back. Some circuits can't, and we lose iconic, brilliant racetracks due to a fucking safety issue. Like lads, Circuit to Catalonia. Is one of the fucking best racetracks. Oh, that's a, it is a beautiful track. Yes, you, you will go to right. There is no better pictures that come out of MotoGP bikes at sixty-three degrees of angle. Jorge Martin touching his shoulder down off a fucking curb. Do you know what I mean? And staying on the bike. You look at Portimao. You know, there's not a lot of wiggle room in there that they can make those changes. Like, for example, Portimao. <laughs> right. Portimao. So you have turn one, which is uh, 90 degree. You have the, the kink then at turn two. Then you have the hairpin, which is turn three. As you come out of turn three, you lean over to the left. Okay. There's a gravel trap that goes out, I would say, maybe 50 yards from the edge of the track. And after that gravel trap, there's about a 25 or a 30 meter drop into the paddock. That's so how do, you, how do you move that back? <laughs> <laughs> you don't. You can't. Right. So if a bike is going through there at 110 miles an hour and touches another bike, he can't get off that fucking bike. You know, remember so- um, Maverick Vernales when his brakes uh, failed or some shit and he just Nostrum, laid yeah. that shit. That was perfect. Like, I love that, but it is dangerous. Like, if your brakes fail, you know, you he had, but he had, t- he had time to react. And that, like, yeah, that's kind of did. where, where we're going. Like, if they're, they're banked over halfway through a corner and they're slightly set up, right? You're not in a position to get off that bike fast. Do you know what I mean? You're traveling those three or four seconds. You're going to be into that fence. That's what happened to Nikki. He couldn't get off the bike fast enough that time. And that was at a pretty slow enough speed. Do you know what I mean? To get it. So for me, the only pushback on the 850s or 860cc or whatever cc's is that those bikes are going to go faster through the corner because they don't have the grunt. So they're going to have to keep the speed up. Yeah. 
But with the economy the way it is across the world, the last thing we need is uh Yeah, but we we we've just talked about teams willing to put a couple of hundred million into fucking designing new aero, right? Yeah, but the that the the others cost five times as much as that. So Yeah, but look there's no problem with budget. We've kind of established that with teams now. There's no problem spending money right now. I, I want to see it. I want to see it. I, I my big concern is, is like you said, not only the the trap speeds uh, not being the actual the real deal, but you know the the high speed in the corners. You know, it's they're claiming it's a safety issue, but it's not. Their their solution isn't actually going to fix the problem. And then um, that my my but my my genuine concern is what what happens to the other series, Moto MotoGP is is the crowning jewel and everyone else has to to adjust to it. What's going to happen to World Superbikes when all of a sudden the GP bikes are two seconds of laps? World Superbikes can't be faster than GP bikes. Right. What, what are they going to go do the GP bikes and then? Moto three what is only three seconds faster than Moto GP. All of a sudden, we're gonna have Moto Moto two guys that can qualify tenth in a Moto GP race on a yes, Moto two machine. What? 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 Rethink that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look, yeah. and look, you made really, really good points in that. Like, now look, I would always believe year one and year two. Yeah, you're probably right. World Superbikes would probably be there or thereabouts at MotoGP, but I believe the development will kick on, do you know what I mean? And, and they'll start to open that gap. But that's over time, do you know what I mean? Or Rather than... You uh, need to remember, last time, though, World Superbikes started getting a little too close to GP times, they just neutered the shit out of the Superbikes because couldn't really make the GP bikes much faster. Um, they've already we're already looking at world super bikes that are half super stock spec i mean what's next yeah well that's yeah. what happened when they when, when the moto gp bike is they cut the bore down and you cut the bore down it changes the flame speed and therefore it makes it you can't you know it, it, yeah, yeah the power the power's down uh, yeah well, 80, 81 though like 81 millimeters uh, that well shit that's what all the super bikes are at now exactly so. yes yeah, yeah. super bikes yeah. Are, Looking at the same fucking thing, you know. Yeah, yeah. Look, look, I think, I think, look, I think, like, this is one of the things that frustrates me the most about Dorna is no one really knows, and I don't think they know yet where they want to go with this with Ayrta and the FIM. I don't think, like, I, I think everything that we talk about is, a, is not a little bit of speculation, but Dorna don't even know yet. Like, we're a couple of weeks away from from race day right like what we're two weeks two weeks away from from the first race realistically almost two weeks right so the tire pressures for example oh don't get me started on they that. need to throw that out throw it out right they don't they yes Absolutely. have not decided what the penalty is going to be for tire pressure they still have that down I still think DiGiantonio intentionally um, intentionally ran under at the end of the season to, to get those wins because he didn't have any marks against him. He knew he could do it. He knew there was no penalty. He knew he'd give him advantage. I, I, I firmly believe he did it on purpose, and he didn't give a shit. 
and got him some wins, saved his job. Good for him. But yeah, I, that, enough, I don't think it gives you enough. You 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 only you only get one warning, right? So well, he yeah. did it twice, and they didn't take a second and take a second result away, did they? Yeah, but this, this, but the thing is, did he do it twice? I thought it was only the ones he got cut. I was looking yesterday at, at this because I was going to do a video on it, and then I was like, it's shit because it's because they have. I don't say when take a first place win. Do you think the first place win? No, take it? They, they were going to give uh, time penalties. Um, so you're going to get a warning and then you're going to get a time penalty or whatever. But I, I, I would believe oh, yeah, they, they gave him a three second time penalty that promoted or that, that moved him from finishing second to finishing second. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it, I, mean it was, I, I, I don't like the whole idea of the the tire tire pressure things and then going back and altering it after if there's a tire pressure yeah, yeah. Oh, they need to enforce it on the grid before the race starts and not after the race was run and they can't say well you know the tire pressure changed and then he was outside of the spec well okay whatever that's how the bike runs that's how the race right. was he was in compliance at the beginning. That's yeah. what counts. Don't don't tell riders to to drop their lap time a second to keep their tire pressures in check. Bullshit. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. Look, I think I think, look, I think it's I think it's pretty. They've overcomplicated something that could have been really, really easily and and very simply monitored. You know. Check the tire pressures on the grid, like they do in Moto GP and Superbikes, or Moto Two and Superbikes. They go out and send three fellas out or five fellas out, randomly test five bikes. Yeah, you're in line. That's it done. Yep. Do you know what I mean? You don't know whether you're going to get tested. You know, like and you know. You I could. think they, they need to test everyone, though. I don't like that five sample rule because then. You, you end up with a situation where the top five guys all get disqualified and the guy that finished sixth never got tested and wins the race now post humorous and yeah, no one checked his tires. He was cheating too. Everyone was cheating. You know, it's yeah, like, but, like everyone's but, freaking but, tires. What, what, 20, you don't, you don't got time to check 20 tires Dorna, instead of five. Give me a break. Dorna probably don't have 22 registered uh, officials there that could actually do it. That's the problem. So it, it's an expensive, it's an expensive thing for Dorna to pay for. Whereas right now the teams are all paying for the tire pressure monitoring. Remember that because they have to buy the sensors and all of that from things. So it's actually costing Dorna one body to just check it. You know, so like there is there is cost and logistics there. Um, so maybe it's check half the grid, whatever it is, but it's 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 taking. It's more random that the chance you're going to get caught is is what. And look again, it, it, it's if your tire pressure is is point two of a bar lower, is it really going to make a difference? Yeah, that's probably, what I mean. pro probably you know, not. Yeah. If you're drastically low, yeah, it will it will make a difference. Especially like we saw with Martin. Do you remember when? I think it was a was a Peko that he was battling with, and it was like he he had three laps to get past Peko, or else it was done. Do you know what I mean? Because he started first, he was expecting to be out there. He had a higher tire pressure. Oh, that 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 Qatar, he finished finished yeah, eighth. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and then like his tire pressure went. I still reckon though, at the start, he got wheel spin. He slipped on the rim, put him a little it bit out of the and then it was yeah. game over. You know. 
And then his front tire pressure soared through the fucking roof because he was behind people. Uh, because he was expecting to be out in front. So look, I think it's I think it's quite quite good. Uh but I do believe there has to be something some regulation there. Um and, and the reason why is right the teams are acting the bollocks, right? Michelin say don't go below one point two bar or one point eight bar. And they're like, fuck you, we're gonna go one point five. Right. And it, it it shouldn't be the case that they're dismissing what the tire manufacturers that you can do it. They're designed to this. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, they're, you know, they're, this they're, year's... they know more than anybody else that they're the tire manufacturer. Huh? Exactly. Every, and it, 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 it's actually the teams are acting the bollocks. So that's why this has to be done. If the teams were playing, playing ball, it would be fair enough. But I suppose... One of the questions I'm going to ask now is testing in Qatar is obviously happening right now, but we're filming this the day before. Um, who is your fastest man for Tuesday in the test? Who is going to walk away from the Qatar test with the biggest dick because they are the fastest man? And Jakey Poo, I'll start with you. I'm going with Martin. I think Martin has a chip on his shoulder, and he's going to go out there and, and go balls to the wall. Yeah, okay, maybe yeah. Peko Peko steal, stealing the limelight really probably rubbed him the, the wrong way at the yeah. end of the last test. CB, uh, I want to say Marquez, but he's holding back. Uh, you know, so it's going to have to be Martin. Uh, I know it's a Ducati. You know, Qatar is more so a Ducati track. So, you know, Peco or Martin? Okay. Pick one. Gas? <laughs> oh, Martin. What is he? Okay, I'll go Peco. I'll go Peco. There you go. I'll take the bastard. You know, the, the beast is, is getting his getting his feel back. And, um, yeah, yeah. He, he's uh, – we got three choices here. I, I, honestly, all three of those are great. Uh, Martin's a very good choice. You could do it. Don't bet against Peko. He's my my favorite to treat uh, three peat. You know, I think he's going to take the title again this year. Um, but yeah, I think for the test, uh, yeah, yeah, give, give give me the beast. Okay. Now you're you're still in there too, there, buddy. What are you picking? <laughs> I'm going to go with Pedro Acosta. Woo! Yes. Okay. Let's you just put it out there to be different. We can we can be fucking yeah. and boys. I gotta go. <laughs> I gotta go with the. Upstairs. We didn't really talk about him. I think he he's. That, that's, uh, that's next week's show. Yeah. We'll talk more about. Okay. After the, we will we will we will talk a little bit about these, but, um, yeah, and the other one now, right? That's going to catch y'all on the hop. By the time we get back to the next show, the first race from World Superbikes is going to be done because it's on next weekend. Seeing the pictures already from the warm up days in things, so give me your race winners for Saturday and Sunday World Superbikes. Oh man, Jake, I'm gonna go um, top rack. Top rack. He's, I think he's gonna endure it out because I think that there's that new kid is coming up. 
but I don't know anything about him. I know he's fast, but he's, is he a one-lap wonder? So okay. I'm going to go with Top Rack. See Batista seems to be really hurt. He busted his back. Uh, and he's whinging too about weight. But anyway, we 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 yeah. we'll get under that. Oh, later. Yeah, yeah. The, the weight um, is not that Ducati whatsoever. That's across the board, though. This is tough. Uh, I'm gonna go to new guy. Uh, yeah. I don't even know. His, yeah, yeah, that guy. <laughs> yeah, Boulevard or something like that. Boulevard, yeah. A Did VR46 Raiders Academy uh, Raider, actually. Oh, uh, okay, okay. No, mm -hmm. uh, I, I believe he won the Super Sport Championship last year, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Next VR, I think he's. I, I not. Sure, I don't think he's still in with VR46, but he was a Moto3 Raider and a Moto2 Raider with VR46. Yes, I, I remember watching him race in the small GP classes, and he was he was legit. And then. Um, Somehow he disappeared and then en ended up back in super sport. And then all he was of a sudden, too, he was too lanky for the Moto 2, I think, really. But yeah, he's um, just my own. He's fast, he's real mm. fast, and he's legit. He is not a one lap wonder. He's he's legit. Really? Long Ducati. I don't know what his weight is. What's the what's the weight on it? Long string of misery. Yeah, I, I think he's I, a little he, taller, lanky, but like, I, I don't think he's well, super heavy. If he's himself, smaller than Redding. <laughs> If yeah. himself and Marini were standing side by side, pick, people would start kicking balls between them to score goals. <laughs> okay. So you got who are you going with, Gas? Oh man, um, yeah, um, Baltista will win it if he shows up. But um, yeah, I I heard his shoulders still actually really really causing him a lot of grief and. Um, that he, he's fit physically suffering a little bit, but he's, he's been sandbagging like huge and testing. Um, he hasn't shown, shown his hand at all. He, he, he wasn't. Yeah. So, um, uh, honestly, the Alvaro is going to come out and win again. If, if he has a good day, Alvaro, like I watched him in the one twenty fives and the two fifties and on his day, he was unbeatable. On, a, on an off day, yeah, he's 10th, 12th every weekend. But when he showed up, he was unstoppable. And then you saw that last year. When when he's got his head on straight, he's unbeatable. Look back a few years ago, though, he won won the first eight races or whatever. He was on the trot. And then all of a sudden, just got the got the yips and couldn't, couldn't ride a bike to save his life. So yeah. if he's on, he's on. If he's off, he's off. Um and then, no, yeah, no. I, I don't think Johnny or Top Rack are going to seal the deal. Um, so, yeah, I'll, I'm I'll actually going to go. I'm going to go with Ray. Ray okay. around yeah. Phillip Island yeah. is quite good. And on the Yamaha, he's full of piss and vinegar right now. So he he's got to do it to to show himself, or else he's done. You know, like it's not it's not a one and done. But I think mentally, I think he'll be in a bit of trouble if he doesn't score well or or even get into contention like i, I think leaving, uh, remy, remy might be a, give give ray some head problems because remy's gonna be fast um yeah, yeah, and if another remy's one. faster than ray i think i think ray might lose his shit yeah but i haven't, I haven't seen the speed out of remy we'll give him yet. the one good year we'll right. give him one good year for sure you know anyway right and on that bombshell we will end today's and thank you very much lads for for joining really yeah. appreciate it it's great to have different voices jake and not have to listen yeah. to your head for a fucking 
an hour and a bit. You have much of a mouth over there. Jesus Christ, who you talking? Pop I know. I've I, I stayed silent all week, so I'm like, we need to get it out now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But anyway, th- thank you again, lads. And uh, we'll catch up again uh, next week and we'll have a, a final chat before the season starts. I think that'll be the following week then, won't it? Yeah. Or whatever. Okay. okay. I can't remember. My weeks are gone, whatever. But uh, yep. Yeah. On that bombshell, we'll see you all very, very soon.